Welcome to the High Performer Blueprint Podcast, where busy professionals learn the habits to become a high performer and live the healthy lifestyle they dream about. I'm your host, Leak Bola. Let's go. Today, we are joined by Chad Hufford with Berta's Wealth Management. Chad, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Lee. It's a pleasure to be here. And I'm glad to have you on, Chad. I know with your expertise in the financial industry and, of course, your background in sports psychology and athletic training, you're going to be able to give us a unique perspective. I really like talking to um, the audience who, you know, they are more focused, of course, on the business aspect and they get so caught up in that and they forget about their health aspect. So with you having both backgrounds, we're going to kind of make some sense to this. Before we get going, please introduce yourself to the audience. I'm up here in Anchorage, Alaska, born and raised up here. Uh, started kind of a boutique financial planning firm. Uh, we work with folks all, all across the country. Um, managed all, close to half a billion dollars. Spread across about 500 different families. And really, it's... What you and I do is not very differently. It's just we're, we're taking human behavior and attaching it to long-term goals. You just do it in the fitness realm. I do it in the financial realm. But it's it's helping people achieve long-term goals, long-term objectives, and make sustainable ch- change in their life so they can have a more abundant life. And just like you said, uh, there's a tendency for people in the business world to focus so much on the money aspect or the business aspect that they sacrifice their health. And and too often we see that where people have spent years and years sacrificing everything to build wealth. Now they're in their fifties or sixties and now they're spending their wealth trying to get their health back. So I just think it's super important to build those things in balance and not to sacrifice too much of one for the other. And I'm excited to be here to, to share some of that with your audience. Yes, I'm glad to have you on because, as you mentioned, they are very similar as far as almost interchangeable how we can think about some of the terms we may use, right, of understanding, of course, you know, health is like wealth and we understand obviously money. We deal with the wealth aspect of that as well. So how has your background in sports psychology and athletic training helped you in the financial industry? Well, it's been absolutely critical because the financial industry is a lot like the health industry in the sense that we're always come up with new products. And the, the idea is not to invent a better treadmill, it's to get people to run on it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a, a better squat rack isn't going to make you stronger. It's getting underneath the bar and moving weight. And in the financial side of things, we see the same things. People trying to get cute, trying to, trying to, to take shortcuts or hacks or anything like that. And it's just old fashioned hard work, Lee. And you know that from being in the gym. And when it comes to to becoming a better investor, it's not necessarily finding better investments. Just like getting in better shape doesn't mean finding a better gym. Mm -hmm. It's being consistent with the little things that most people aren't willing to do, doing the difficult things and having a sustainable path that you can execute. And that's why the psychology piece is so important because it takes behavior change. You can't buy a new investment portfolio or just switch your investments and become a better investor. You have to fundamentally change as who you are, how you look at things. And I think mental toughness plays a lot into that. Discipline, perseverance, persistence, like all the things that we worked on when I was training athletes and working with soldiers, working with MMA fighters, it was training the mental side of things. Because as you know, if you don't have the mental piece, 
all the physical pieces break down, all the financial pieces break down too. So it's got to start with mindset. And that's where that, that coaching perspective has been super helpful because it isn't just providing people with a better strategy. Mm-hmm. It's providing them with a mindset and a plan to execute that strategy day after day, year after year for the rest of their life. So true how same way in the fitness industry, people want to take shortcuts thinking like a fat burning pill. And I'm sure, of course, a few people are thinking these investments that some people come with is going to lead to these crazy returns that you know that isn't going to work, like you mentioned, as far as the consistency plays a role. So as we're talking about how the health aspect is important for the longevity for individuals, do you believe health plays a role in the financial planning as well? Yes, I do. And it it cuts both ways because if you're not taking care of your finances, that stress leads to stress in other areas of your life. So I was just talking with my one of my staff members and we don't compartmentalize stress. So if you have financial stress, you have emotional stress, that will affect your physical health. It doesn't stay in just one area of your life. But then the other side of that is also true. If you're not taking care of your health, wealth will not produce freedom and abundance in your life. I know plenty of people who have built tremendous amounts of wealth, but still live a life of scarcity because their their health prevents them from enjoying the money that they've they've worked so hard to build. So I really believe that both of these two together have to be important. And if we start losing one, it'll start affecting the other. Exactly. I think that's something that can get lost a lot because in our society, of course, we've prioritize you know wealth before health a lot of times because it's just what we're kind of facing this western society so it can be hard especially you know with the message we're giving i know for many out there they listen to it and it could kind of sound like okay i i get it but i have so much on my plate i hear that a lot of course when i'm talking to people i have so much on my plate i'm so focused right now on this i'll get to it later right you know so many people think They'll focus on one part there and then get to it later. Like what advice would you share with someone who has prioritized like their business, but not their health? You either pay now or you pay later. That's the thing. And if you, the longer you wait to pay that price, the steeper the cost is going to be. You mentioned in a previous show, Lee, that it doesn't need to be two hours in the gym every day. I mean, something as simple as, I mean, shoot, you're in meetings, you got a a standing desk and a walking treadmill. Like even that will help maintain some of your health. Getting in 20 minutes of weight training three times a week makes a huge difference to your long-term health. So you don't need to be a gym rat in order to maintain and even build better health. And it's about what you put in your body too. Um, Mm -hmm. And we don't need to be crazy about it. It doesn't mean you always have to eat kale and broccoli at every meal, but- being more intentional about what you eat, it does that doesn't cost you any more time. It's about intentionality and encouraging people to not put this on the back burner because you can kick that can down the road. Further you push your health down the road, the more it's going to cost you to get it back someday. So you might as well pay a small price now to avoid paying a big cost later. I love that saying because it's so true. It's like eventually it's going to catch up to you. You can't escape it, right? We know at some point that toll that you have put with not putting your health first is going to eventually show up. So as you're mentioning, it's better to take care of it now before you let it compound and become a bigger issue where it's too late. We understand how important that is to get going on that. 
I know you mentioned it, and this is a big thing I always like to talk about, and I always bring it back to the mindset, because we understand, like, if you don't shift that mindset, you're going to continue to struggle because you're not correcting that. And as you know, same thing with people that have built bad habits with money is because of, there's things from their childhood as well that they have as far as the psychology of money. And it plays a big role as, within health as well. How important is mindset in creating these habits? It's vital because it's really hard to act right if you're not thinking right. And I'm glad that you brought up habits because that's really what it comes down to is is creating good habits, both on the health standpoint and on the financial standpoint. Um, because so many of our decisions are made without thinking, whether it's grabbing a snack that you really shouldn't be eating or spending money that you really shouldn't be spending. But it doesn't take it doesn't take a huge life change to start rerouting some of those habits. They just start small. And in a, in a recent podcast, you, you talked about, this is what caught my attention. You said you don't need to eat clean. And the, your point was not everything you put in your body has to be perfect, but it's about your habits. You can't make a habit of eating donuts for breakfast every day, but every now and then it's not going to hurt you. And that, that's how financial wealth is built as well. It's the habits. It's not the thing you do one day. It's the things that you do every day that make the biggest difference. And within that, you can splurge a little bit. You can go on a nice vacation. That's that's the beauty of having a plan mm -hmm. is you, you know how much you can live in the moment without stealing from your future. But a lot of people don't have a plan. They don't have a strategy for their health or for their finances. But creating a, a, a blueprint, so to speak, allows you to formulate those habits and to wrap your mind around what the payoff is going to be. And this is where the mindset comes in because it takes sacrifice. Going to the gym takes sacrifice. Eating intentionally, not that you have to eat perfectly, but eating intentionally takes sacrifice. Living intentionally takes sacrifice. But knowing what that payoff is going to be, it helps motivate you. And the, another thing about habits too that's super important is giving people the opportunity to, to celebrate the small wins along the way. So, you know, if, if somebody's got a goal of, you know, bench pressing their body weight or getting down to 12% body fat or something like that, that's a great outcome, but we need to celebrate the habits that build that. That's an objective. The inputs of the habits, whether it's not eating past 6 PM or doing an extra 10 minutes of cardio or, or whatever it is, mm -hmm. those are the inputs. Those are the habits. That's what we need to reward ourselves for, not just the outcome. And all those things build into that mindset of, of resiliency and perseverance. Yeah, I like that a lot because it's all going to come to that lifestyle, as you mentioned, um, without the habits. And as you understand, of course, we have to plan it for these things to happen. But without the habits, I mean, I'm sure you've you've seen in your industry as well, and I see in my industry, where we talk about someone can lose weight, but within two years, more than 90% of people gain it back. So it's just like when somebody comes within some money, but they're not understanding how to continue to create that wealth that it won't help themselves if they don't create the habits. I really like to always bring it back to how important the habits are, not just focus on the quick wins without actually creating the habit. You know, try to understand, you know, with your extensive background in the fitness and as well as in the financial industry, you've helped so many di different clients be able to make some amazing transformations. So can you please share a client story that had a profound impact on you? 
One of my favorite stories is a truck driver that recently retired. And the reason I share this story is because a lot of people come up with excuses why they can't do something. In the health and fitness world, it could be, I don't have time. I don't have the money for a gym membership. I don't have the knowledge, wh whatever the excuses are. Like people often have more excuses why they can't do something than reasons for why they should. And when the reasons, when the excuses for why they can't outnumber the reasons why they should, people end up staying in their old habits, right? And mm -hmm. excuses can really get us in trouble. So I, I think it's it's important to focus on what we can do and the options we do have rather than the things that are outside of our control. So the reason why this truck driver is such an inspiration to me and so many of other clients is he retired in his 50s as a multimillionaire never made six figures in a single year in his life. In fact, most of his career, he was he spent making fifty dollars to $60,000 a year, which isn't terrible, but mm -hmm. it's not a huge amount of money. Um, he raised four kids off that salary. His wife homeschooled his kids. So she never worked. Sorry, she never brought in an income. Can't say she didn't work because we have six kids. We homeschool them. It is a lot of work. But right. <laughs> si si single income household, never made tremendous amount of money and retired in his fifties as a multimillionaire. So a lot of people think like, I just don't, I don't have the money. I don't have an education. I don't have the, the degree. I don't have the, the big salary, whatever people's reason is for not saving and not being disciplined. That guy just, it just proves you don't, you don't have to have a tremendous amount of wealth. You don't have or uh, sorry, a tremendous amount of, of education to build wealth. You don't need to have a huge salary. You don't need to make a lot of money. Um, what you do need is discipline. What you do need is perseverance. You need, you need resilience. You need consistency. Those are the things that build wealth. Those are the things that build health. And even if you're starting out in life where you've got a few things going against you, that's okay. Um, we, we all have obstacles. But waiting for those obstacles to disappear before you start your journey is never going to work. There's a Chinese proverb that says the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The next best time is today. So people have to take advantage of today, eliminate the excuses, start looking at for what they can do to make a better life for themselves and start executing those things. I love it. And I love that proverb as well, because it's you're never going to have the best time. I hear from so many people that now is not the time. And like, you're never going to have the perfect time to get going. So it's so important, as you mentioned, that you're developing those other skills, like the discipline and perseverance. Like you said, you're, you're going to go through tough times. We all yes. face it. I mean, even on your journey, you're going to have times where the, you're progressing really well, and you're going to have times where it feels like you're not doing anything. It feels like you're regressing. And then what do you do to continue to get yourself to stay consistent it is going to make a huge difference there. So I totally agree on that as well. Chad, I know you recently released a book. Could you please explain a little bit about the book and some of the great things that people can learn from it? Yes, but real quick, I just want to touch on something you made me think of. This, this idea of embracing challenges and difficulties is so important in fitness and in finance. Because you're right, we expect things to continue to get better all the time. That's what we want. That's this mm -hmm. idea of optimism. And op optimism doesn't mean that things always get better. Optimism means things will be better in the future, but there's going to be a lot of trials and tribulation in between. It's like seeing a mountain peak, but realizing you're going to have to cross some valleys to continue climbing. And I just, I think of Muhammad Ali, the great boxer, 
And you know, he wasn't he wasn't the strongest guy. He didn't have crazy knockout punch. What he did is he wore down his opponents and he was known for his tremendous resilience inside the ring. And he was interviewed one time, Lee, about his workouts. And the guy asked him, asked Muhammad Ali, said, how many push-ups and sit-ups do you do during a workout? He says, I have no idea. And the interviewer is like, well, you don't count them? He's like, I don't count them until they start to hurt because those are the only ones that matter. And I thought about that. Like, that's just a great life lesson. It's the things that we do once pain has set in. It's the things that we do once it starts to hurt. That's what makes the biggest difference in our life. And it isn't what you do on the easy days. It's what you do on the hard days where you don't feel like going to the gym, when you don't feel like making the extra payment on your mortgage, you don't feel like putting the money in your 401k, where you don't feel like making good diet choices. Those are the days that matter more than anything else. And that's a lot of what this book is about. It's it, The title is Forging Financial Freedom. And it's about the mindset and the disciplines and practices necessary to build a life of financial independence. And a lot of the principles we talk about in the book, although it's applying it to finances, could easily be applying to, to fitness and working out because it's, it's the same mindsets. It's the slow, steady progress. It's the habits. It's the, the discipline and the patience. It's being willing to do the things others aren't willing to do to get a result others aren't going to have. That is huge because I talk about that a lot. Is like, man, the workout where you're feeling like giving up and you feel like quitting, that's the part you actually want to have in your workout. Because now you're getting to the part that's going to make you better. Because yes. if you never get to that breaking point, you're never going to be able to understand how to push the limits to get better. So it's it's actually good to have those challenges. I love that you mentioned that too, because we think like, let's run away from challenge. Let's make it easier. It's like, it's going to be hard. Now you can do things to make it, better where it's going to help you but you're not going to be able to make this like easy where you're never going to have to go through the pain or any the suffering you know you're going to have to pick the suck that you want to deal with there's going to be ones that are going to be worse than what you're going to gain from all this you know within your health and then within your wealth as well so i really like that you uh, made that point there now i know within this interview we've shared some great advice for people to take action especially as we're talking here today is the start of the new year but for many they're still gonna feel like what's the point and they're not ready to take action what's the thing that you would tell to someone right now that's struggling with taking action on their journey i don't think you'll ever have a better chance than right now because like i said earlier the longer you wait the harder it becomes and don't worry about taking massive action Take small, sustainable actions. Uh, people worry too much about optimizing before they standardize. And just think about the gym. Like right now, gyms are packed. Everybody's in there. People are crawling over the equipment. You got people trying to do like Navy SEAL workouts. They've never been in the gym before. They haven't worked out in 20 years, and they're trying to do what the special forces do. They'll be gone in a month because they're not choosing sustainable. They're trying to do too much too soon. And don't worry about how much you can do today, this month, even this year, start moving in the right direction and start making sustainable changes towards the person you want to become. But start now. Your, your future starts today and you have to make it count. Exactly. I like how you mentioned that it's not going to be this quantum leap that's going to happen overnight, but those consistent actions you have will pay off. As we talked about, as far as creating habits, you will see it come true if you just believe on it. And as always, just get going. The more you start thinking about and reasoning, it's going to be more 
reasons you're going to tell yourself not to get going. So just get going on it. Appreciate you explaining that to us here, Chad. Where can our audience get connected with you at? Our website is VeritasAlaska.com. And even though it's Veritas Alaska, we are nationwide. We have folks all over the country we help. Um, on Instagram, we're Veritas.Alaska. We try to get good, encouraging, uplifting, but also uh, informative stuff up there every single day to, to help give people the the push that they need to start making better decisions. So encourage people to follow us on Instagram as well. Awesome. Get connected with Chad. Once again, Chad, thank you for joining us today. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us this week. To view the complete show notes and all the links mentioned in today's episode, head over to ltaperformers365.com slash high performer. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you love this podcast, feel free to leave a review. And if you're ready to create your own high performer blueprint, be sure to head over to ltaperformers365.com and we'll talk soon.